0: hey what's happening everybody welcome back to answering questions from reddit and welcome back to mental health casual i'm your host lucky and today we'll be doing the usual going over to a subreddit that has to do with mental health and uh yeah getting some reactions out of me and learning some new things so i'm actually going to a brand new subreddit or sorry at least for this program um this has been out since like 2013 i guess But yeah, let me read a little bit about it. This is Raised by Narcissist, a subreddit. This is a support group for people raised by abusive parents with toxic uh, self-absorbed or abusive personality traits, which may be exhibited, excuse me, by those who suffer a cluster of B personality disorders. Uh, Please share your stories and your questions, your histories, your fears, and your triumphs. Significant others and friends are welcome. Cool. Uh, I'll look up something real quick. Is, yeah, I was going to say, what is a type B personality? Uh, da, 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 da. The B type of personality is defined by certain traits and behavior patterns. The traits are relaxed, patient, and adaptable. The behavior pattern for B are marked by easygoing, calm, and friendly interactions. With other. Okay, I'm not going to get that all in one thing. But anyway, let's go over to the first post here. Does anyone else's parents use the phrase, I don't like you, but I love you? As a small child this phrase was continually spoken to me on a daily basis the latter was always followed by because i'm your parent which implied they had to love quote unquote love me because only out of uh, but only out of obligation not choice it was always said in anger growing up it was very confusing to hear and you can imagine the distorted perception of love it helped mold in retrospect, excuse me in retrospect i now see it for the uh, for what it really was a highly manipulative phrase used to pussyfoot around the sentiment that they did not love their child it always surprises me that this, uh, the similar sayings or phrases we've experienced on this sub. So I wanted to know if anyone else heard something similar uh, and what your thoughts on it was. So yeah, this is this is like the same thing as you know people saying that they they love their significant other but they don't like them. You know what I mean? Like it, it's kind of like the, the it's kind of like a similar thing like that. You know? Listen, your your significant other should be like if you're let's say you're in a heterosexual relationship because this is like. This is, like, something I can relate to a lot. It, it, your significant other, like, in my case, right, my girlfriend should be my best girlfriend, right? There should be no other friend that is above her in terms of girls, you know what I mean? Like, there should be no other. She's, she's my best friend now, you know what I mean? We do everything together. She's technically, she's, like, my best friend, right? I'm um, not saying you always have to like them, right? You don't have to say that. Um, but this is always a big problem, right? when you start going into the passive aggressive route, this is why I remember Jordan Peterson was saying, saying this, and I was like, Oh my God, that's such a good point. Right. Is that you have to make sure that you, you don't, you don't make it so that you, your kid, or you don't accept behaviors that make your kids uh, less likable to you. Meaning that making, uh, making it so that you'll hate them in the future. Cause this, this, this will happen, you know, like, uh, you know, I can't tell you the amount of times you hear about like, you know, parents manipulating kids and you know being super uh super angry at them that they even lash out of them you know it might not be now it might not be when they're growing up but at some point later in your in your life you're gonna start looking at that kid being like oh my god you did this to me you did this to me but you never reinforced the behavior or you never reinforced the behaviors that you wanted all you did was you know let things stand and all that kind of stuff now i'm not saying you have to go the other way where it's just like oh yeah no, don't don't do this don't do that um, and you never, there's never any compromise there, but at the same time, getting it to the point where like letting everything go and letting yourself just like sit there in utter agony while you just concoct all these ways you can get back at your kid. That's just not healthy, man. Listen, the kids don't know what they're doing. Um, and they don't know until you actually tell them, you know, Hey, you're doing this to me. Hey, you're doing this. They yeah they really don't know about any of that stuff so you really have to be honest with them about what's what's going on but also at the same time uh, this is a very manipulative phrase I totally agree with that is you know because they're actively acknowledging that love or they're actively trying to say that love is this thing that you're is an obligation right to a certain degree maybe yes sure Um, but like has to come with love or else the love is empty in my opinion right like has to come with love um or else it's just it's just completely empty right there's nothing there's nothing of substance there to keep it going you know what i mean if you don't like your significant other then there's not going to be there's not going to be a longevity there if you don't like your kids you're going to start resenting them and they're guess what they're going to start picking up on that and they're going to start resenting you just like this person so Yeah, you have to be really careful with your phrasing with kids and that's just not a great phrase you know what i mean um don't try and (laughs) don't try and put like strings don't try and uh, attach some strings to these these phrases that you say say what you mean you know what i mean so i don't know uh let's go to the next the next post this is going to be an interesting subreddit anyone else constantly hope deep down that their parents would actually leave a tangible mark on you so that you could be taken away by uh, child protective services or an orphanage i did all the time since i was like 10. Little me. Used to look up the exact same questions every day on Yahoo Answers. Is my mom abusive? Couldn't really dwell on the thoughts too hard, because, uh, though, because then I would implode. Being forced to realize how shitty and harsh my reality was, but it was, but it was always there. And guess what? It never happened. Christ, uh, that's that's tough. I mean, because there can be emotional abuse, but it's hard to prove that in a lot of ways. So, yeah, that can be, that could be that be that could be pretty tough um don't really have too much to say on this one but you know definitely good luck to that person it it is tough when you know you want to get out of the situation also also i mean certain states don't have child protective services i think um you know when i was talking to clara on my uh, youtube channel she was she was living over in utah and she just kind of got like like kidnapped in the middle of the night and taken over to a Uh, I guess a a behavioral correction school is what you'd call it. But man, dude, it was crazy because, you know, there's no child protective services there. So, you know, it didn't really matter what she wanted or what she, what happened to her. Uh, There, nobody would ever be able to help her. Now I do think sometimes child protective services go a little too far in some cases, but no, I mean, I think it most, I think it's a mostly the the pros outweigh the cons in most of the cases that I've seen. Um, But yeah, that's, that's pretty tough uh let's go over to the next post over here does anyone else recall trying to stand up for yourself before you realize you were being abused something i said to my mom uh when i was 13 is keeping me grounded in, in oh sorry north carolina after her most recent hoover attempt a little confused about what that means but i remember telling my mother when i was about 13 that if she continued to speak to me the way she did i would not talk to her when i became an adult she responded with something along the lines of oh girl please i'm not worried about that you'll have your friends for that i clarified what i meant by by not talking to her was not including her in my life. She bleached, uh, she blanched and laughed it off. Every time I think about it, I feel reassured in my decision to stay, uh, stay and see. What does NC mean? Dude, all these freaking... why does everybody have to, sorry, I'm, I'm getting really pissed off about this. Why does everybody have to use fucking acronyms? Like DAE, does anyone else? Just type it out, dude. Jeez Louise. I feel reassured in my decision to stay and see, uh, baby. Baby me knew that no contact was best. What the hell? no contact is that what that means? NC, NC acronym. What the f- when did they start using this, bro? God, dude, everybody's got their own freaking language, man. It's so annoying. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna assume it means no contact. Jeez Louise, dude, these stupid acronyms, bro. They're all freaking. I'm going anyway. And she recently called, oh, sorry, um baby me knew she had she that no contact was best feeling especially relevant as my mom just tried a major hoover i changed my number and moved out of the country without her knowledge since we've been not no contact and she recently called my dad to report she was in the hospital the story went from your mom is in the hospital call her to your mom's leaving the hospital and thinks she has cancer call her to she is waiting for test results but is 95 she sure she has cancer call her to finally after she gave up everything is benign she is fine so glad I didn't betray myself and give in. Spending the day swinging back and forth in a hammock, sipping a drink, and regard, reading a book, with pe- with my peace of mind intact. Yeah. So you always have to be careful of this. Now, I'm not saying that she needed, or sorry, this person needed to, you know, go like go out of her way to check on her mom or anything like that. Like I'm not going to understand that completely because obviously my family's pretty close. Um, but you know, I guess I'm not as I wasn't as close with my dad. So I can understand a, a part of that, you know, thinking that, uh, but yeah, that's up to you. Like you're the victim in the situation. Therefore you get to choose your terms. You know, do you forgive this person? Do you just go no contact with this person? It's not NC bro. God, I freaking hate this stuff. Anyway, uh, it, it can be, it can be tough to to make these decisions, but I'm glad you stuck to your guns though. I, I am glad that you stuck to your guns because it like, without these kind of consequences, people aren't going to learn their lessons. You know what I mean? And so if they just continue to do these things where they're just like, oh, yeah, I can just get away with this. I can get away with this. You have to punish bad behavior, you know, even if it is your parent. And so, you know, when you get older, you're going to start realizing that there are so many adults in this life that never got punished for the bad behavior. Me included, dude. I mean, I was I was included in that. And, you know, I'm still paying for it, you know, in certain ways. And, you know, even though I'm trying to better myself, it's really tough when you're not you're not exposed to the stuff at an early age or when you have a a uh, parent that's, you know, that's dealing with certain things that they can't focus most of their attention on you. You know what I mean? I kind of wish I had a, a typical family where like my dad went to work and my mom would take care of us. I didn't have that. So it was very tough for my mom when she was working three jobs to try and, or well, to, or two jobs to to try and, you know, also, I guess a third job would be raising us, you know? So it's tough to, to get, it's tough to realize that, you know, maybe you're you're born at a disadvantage, but at the same time, that it comes with with its advantages as well, because there are so many people that are being born that are being born with a, in a fatherless home right now, that you can kind of you can start to talk to that kind of demographic a little bit easier uh, than somebody who hasn't. But you know, like I said, I actually I don't think there's anything wrong with what this person's doing. I think that's that's completely fine with them. Um, just don't do anything that you would regret. Like if, if, if this is just me say, playing devil's advocate here, if your mother actually did have cancer and actually did go to the hospital and actually did die, what would your reaction be? Would you feel, would you feel remorse for the fact that you never went into contact with her after she raised you? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Maybe, maybe it didn't, maybe it didn't have anything to do with you. Maybe you were totally fine with that. That's totally fine too. I, I actually don't mind that at all either. Uh, you know, my dad. I didn't have to forgive my dad in the hospital that day, but it was something that I, I just kind of felt compelled me. So, you know, if that is what, is, if that's what's, if that, sorry, if that's what you're dealing with, then by all means, you know, I mean, it kind of reminds me of uh, Jesse One More Sanchez, right? When I had him on my podcast and he was telling me about his father and how he just cussed him out, right? He just went after him and uh, cussed him out, whereas I did the opposite with my dad there's different ways Like you don't have to forgive your dad like i did and you don't you and you don't have to uh you know go after your dad like he did you can do something in the middle you can do one one or the other it really doesn't matter it's up to you on whether or not you want to forgive that bad behavior or whether or not you want to get rid of it because that's the other thing you can also choose to cut off those ties because listen sometimes people weigh you down if you want to cut off that rope and you know that has an anvil on it I completely understand instead of just walking around with an anvil tied to your freaking leg for the rest of your life um go to the next post here it ran in my family until it ran into me uh here's the saying to no to intergenerational abuse and yes to emotional freedom empathy uh, independence and finding our flock of fellow black sheep yeah i mean that's a that's a good point i mean that's one of the things that has been making me very wary of having children like most of my life i just didn't think i dude i remember i watched this law and order episode and i remember just thinking right there was this law and order S- uh, svu special victim unit episode where this guy ended up just one like he, he was in the interrogation room and they, i guess he ended up like fronting for a, a crime that somebody else did and they're like why did you do it and he was just like you know what if because he ended up getting abused when he was younger and he's like what if i do that to my child you know and he thought it would be better off if he was in in jail than this mother who actually did the crime and you know the officer just said listen you're different you know you don't have to do the same things as that person And it was a really interesting episode because i remember thinking to myself that's what i always thought i thought i was going to be the same as my dad and listen there's still a possibility like i'm not ever going to like put off that possibility that that could happen because I still want it to be in my mind that I don't want that to happen, and in order for that to be in my mind, it need I need to, um, I need to make sure that I don't end up. Uh, I, I need to make sure that I don't end up forgetting what my dad did to me. Because if I do, then I'll end up. Not saying that I have to like keep it in my head, like oh, remember, remember. But I also have to be as realistic as I can. I also have to remember, hey, I there are times in my life where my anger has gotten the best of me I need to be very careful about arising that again you know what I mean so let's go over here does anyone else feel like you've been in survival mode your whole life and are now suddenly adult late uh late to figuring everything out I feel so behind on all my peers I have an education but I do not feel ready to use it I'm terrified of most social situations the pandemic did not help Ooh, yeah to say that again Uh, my friends are out, out on their own, making a life for themselves where they have uh, money and can buy things and make it life what they want. And I'm just learning how to live a day, day to day. I've got no money because my parents use money to keep me reliant. I'm still just reminding myself to untense my shoulders and remember that there is nothing to have anxiety about today. I'm so fucking overwhelmed. I need therapy, but can't pay for it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty tough, right? Is, is the, the pay gap to get therapy. You know what I mean? Um, now I, there are certain ways to go past that but i would say some of the best therapy you can get is from your friends okay and i'm not like any friends and family and people who know you uh because they know you you know what i mean now i'm not trying to say that that beats out like actual therapy i'm not i'm not one of these people who i i i always suggest therapy but i'm always not, i'm not i'm not one of these people who believes that you absolutely ever absolutely everybody with a mental illness needs therapy you know what i mean um because it's not always it's, excuse me, it's not always affordable and it's not always within our budget. It's not always within our lifestyles. You know what I mean? So you have to you have to do what's within your lifestyle. And that's why I say the best cure to this is finding friends is having a bunch of having as many friends as you can. Um but also being honest with them about your life. You know what I mean? Um because I once I it was interesting, right? Once I started opening up to my friends, not not trying to like ask them advice or anything i just opened up to them about my my situation now i'll be real with you i was drunk when i did this uh most of the time but um you know after that people kind of started not respect i don't i don't know if respect is the right word but definitely like looking at me very differently in the terms of oh wow so that's that's pretty crazy because i i did this and they started kind of opening up to me more about their own problems and once you go into that it's you start to realize that, you know, you're not alone. And that's a really important part for anybody. I mean, that's, that's what you get in therapy, right? That's what you get. Uh, you, but I think therapy is a good, is a good supplement to your, to your life. You know what I mean? Like if you're somebody going back to the diet example, right? I always use this diet metaphor. Um, if you're lacking in a certain, if you're lacking in iron, you might need a supplement for that. You know what I mean? It might not just be enough to eat certain things. Um, then that's cool you know what i mean if you need potassium to stop uh, heart palpitations or something like that then that's cool you do that that's totally fine no th- you know um and just the same thing if you don't have if you don't have things together and you need direction then therapy could be exactly what you need totally fine too but just to to think about uh you know those things i think you also have to take into account like i said your life you know i, I listen a lot of people end up saying like oh yeah Therapy, this therapy, that—that's fine. But if it's not realistic for you to get therapy, if you know if cost is a thing, all that kind of stuff, then try and build up your community. Your community is going to be the thing that saves you. When and when there's no one else to turn to, your community is going to be the thing that saves you. I guarantee it. You know, my church was the thing that saved me during. Well, helped my mom during when I was in the hospital. My, you know, and they're going to be the ones that lift you up. You know. So try your best to build a community around you. That's going to be like the biggest uh, safety net that you can possibly have. So um, let's go to the next post. I hate how my mom just assumes I'll be on board with anything at the drop of a hat. It happens every time. Oh, by the way, we booked tickets for a movie that you never said you wanted to watch. In fact, you might even hate it, but we booked them and now we'll guilt trip you over it. It's our family time and we need it and we never get time. If you really cared, you'd ask. Or your dad's client is coming over for dinner today. We asked you about it when... uh, went down uh when wait what we never asked you about it uh we don't even care to but it's but it's happening and you better be there and pretend all the jokes are hilarious oh and it doesn't matter if you're scared because it's because of covid like this is my house too i also i always ask whether it's okay to have friends over oh by the way we made plans for dinner tonight so remember that what who cares if you have exams anyway you still need a dinner break just come they gaslight and bully you and strong arm you until you feel pressured um man this is a this is a tough one right this is kind of a tough one going from the other ones to this one not saying that i'm trying to compare these ones but i don't this isn't as abusive as it is um them trying to include you um sometimes i feel like we we look sometimes i think that we look at our parents and we think that they're dictating everything in their in our lives but i think at the same time there are things that they need to dictate like your structure, right? Like there are people, um, there, there are, you know, but listen, bringing this up to them is not a bad idea though. Right. Um, bringing them, up, bringing this up to, and this is going to be really weird for me to say, but you being, trying to be the adult in this situation could probably help out a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, and bringing it to the other side of this, my mom gave me a lot of freedom and I actually stopped doing a lot of things, you know, with her, and i think to i think to a certain degree i definitely i definitely um i definitely started to regret that and uh, you know actually we started going to the movies a lot more uh before covid and all that stuff and so you know it's it's a tough thing to to kind of wrap your head around but i think at some point um you're probably going to cherish those things but listen the way that they are wording all this stuff is very bad i don't want to like completely defend them but at the same time, I don't think they're going complete. I don't think this is the worst case. Okay, if you definitely want to bring, if you definitely want to bring up uh, this behavior, and you say, "Listen, I don't like it when you guys do this. It's, it doesn't feel good. Like it, it doesn't. You know, I I feel like you guys are bullying me into this. I don't mind if you guys want to do this stuff, but I need to know ahead of time. You guys aren't letting me know anything. Um, listen, that that's that's a completely valid point." I remember I was talking to somebody and her kid kind of brought up some really good points you know but there were some things that she wouldn't budge on obviously right like like schoolwork and all that kind of stuff that's totally fine um but you know she wanted to budge a little you know he, he ended up saying like oh yeah like my uh I don't want the dinner table to be a place where we talk about my 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 structure and stuff I, I want that to be free you know that completely understandable that totally makes sense you know uh but you know that always that always uh that's up to the parent right um the most validating thing you could ever hear i it's a tiktok video but it looks like they paraphrased it and or they 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 quoted it uh, it's a parents job to provide, provide for their children it's a responsibility not everyone rises to the occasion but it's like that's like a bare minimum taking care of your kids physical and financial needs level above that is emotional needs which good parents do but all uh, all of that is not a contingent relationship you're not loving and providing for your children with the expectation that they will blindly obey and do whatever you you say as adults no i mean that's true but there is a point where you have to, you have to enforce good behaviors because, and this is, this is where I think the intention needs to be. Your intention is to make them a good member of society, right? Um, kind of like what the 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 other kid, I'm sorry, the other person said a little bit earlier, right? Um, it sucks to be dragged into all this stuff, but I think there are going to be, you know, certain things where, certain times where this could definitely be a good thing for you. Um, but the way that they're putting it is not, is not good. It's not healthy, right? They're not asking you anything. They're not asking you, Hey, what movie would you want to go see? If we go see the movies, right. They're not asking consensus or anything like that. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of different things to, to deal with there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I agree with most of this, but, uh, you know, now do I think that children should blindly obey? No, I, I don't think they ever really do. Uh, until, until obviously, uh, parent actually does that um you know there are kids that all the time that are questioning their parents and all that kind of stuff and the parents need to you know but it's also the job of the parents to put their foot down and say hey this is the best thing for you you know what i'm saying if a kid says that they don't want to go to school right what do you do you they go to school you get them to go to school you know what i'm saying in some in some uh states that's a it's a crime not to go to school right um so you you're they're going to school right um so you have to be really, really careful about um, about that, right? And you know, you you have to be very careful about about that, uh, drawing that line, right? You need to put your foot down, but you also need to listen to your your kids' problems, right? If they have a problem, then you need to you need to address it at least, okay? Uh, let's go to the last post here scapegoated child is actually the most successful interesting lots of validation here written weird because i wrote some myself copy and pasted lol sorry i was reading and basically they pick on the most successful child even siblings call them the most successful child we can become driven to succeed workaholics through though i am guilty of this i hate weekends and vacations it says we are chosen specifically not at random and it's because we are actually more powerful than we think i kind of agree because if someone is that bothered by you speaking up for yourself then there's a reason Nobody cares if an idiot speaks up because they just ignore them. Anyone just anyone, uh, anyways, just a cool rant of my thoughts. Um, uh, if anyone thought this was also cool, I read about a guy who went to law school after moving out young, and he never spoke to his parents again. And his siblings all agreed that he did the right thing. It wasn't his fault. He had potential, etc. Interesting. Um, yeah. So this can be always kind of kind of tough. So typically, what we call the scapegoat child is uh, the identified patient of the family or identify something like that and it's basically this person that the family throw all of their all their misgivings on right so it's like okay we're we're like this because of this child right you know they they try and put all their insecurities oh it's just that child it's not it doesn't have anything to do with this household despite the fact that we're a dysfunctional family you know i'm saying there's always going to be like that person in in a family not not to a a high degree right but there's always going to be you know maybe a troublemaker or something like that where people kind of look at um and when we're looking at it that way i remember i had to get over this because i remember my sister was very very um moody when she was uh you know i am the the youngest she's the middle my brother's the oldest and my brother was very successful and so you know it was after that that my sister became the problem child but then i became the problem problem child when i was 18. um you know going well obviously going through the mental health crisis that i went through but then going through addiction and dealing with smoking weed dropping out of college uh, so then I became the identified patient. You know, I was the one with everything wrong. And so, you know, but I mean, my mom never really treated me like that, but I definitely felt like it. You know, you can, you can become, you can out yourself, you can scapegoat, you know, you can use your yourself as that. Um, but, you know, you end up, you know, you end up scapegoating yourself, but, uh, you know, I... I just i always felt like i was the, the screw up of the family because i didn't get to go to call co- i didn't sorry i went to college and decided to drop out right um it's not a, a it's not a decision that i i regret i just regret how it was done because i just ended up not just stopped going i just didn't go uh because i felt like i wasn't being heard about the fact that i wanted didn't want to be there but i never really voiced it you know i just assumed that my mom wouldn't say yes to it and so you know after that i got a full time job and then i went to a full time job and now i'm doing this full time so kind of goes you know still on that journey and still trying to go along but you know i wish all these people the best i it's it, it can be tough when you're when you're you don't have the support of your parents but that's that's what the community is about man cuz the community is what's going to really help raise you uh you know if your parents die one day you know that your community is going to be able to bring you up you know all that kind of stuff if you face strategy, your community is going to be, be able to bring you up you know and once you're part of a community, it's really hard to break that community, especially now with, uh, with Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff, like all the social media, it's really hard to break a community just by state lines or anything like that, you know? They'll always be part of your community. And I think you have to always remember that, uh, you know, going forward in your life. But anyway, guys, uh, don't forget to check out all things casual in the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you could email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.